0: I made what would have been two weeks salary then. And that's the only trade I took this morning. (laughs) That was it. Then I went back inside the house and I sat on the sofa with Stacey. She's my little girl. And I sat with her and I hugged her and I made her breakfast. And yeah, that's quality time. It might be a waste of time for some, but you know, as an older dad, that you can't get that back. You can't replace that. But
1: You guys have helped me so much with time management. It's still not my number one skill set. But yeah, having that bigger purpose, it makes the time factor not really matter because you want to do these things because you know that it's like helping other people get what they want.
2: But I quit my job with car sales in order, and I had a little bit of a savings saved up, right? So I could pay for my bills for a few months uh, so I could actually manage the time better and find new skills, new interests, new streams of income, right? And then lo and behold, that's when I got together with Zach and Brian and my life changed.
3: I was listening to a pastor. She was talking about how she didn't have time. It's like, God, I don't even know how you expect me to function or survive on this schedule. And God spoke back to her heart and he was like, well, you're the one who makes your schedule, not me, right? (laughs) That was like an arrow in the In the chest for me right it feels like we get stuck it feels like we're forced into situations in life a lot of times but we have a lot more decision and influence in
4: the process the four pillars of prosperity guys that's all you have to do time health relationships finances if you prioritize in that way specifically with the first three four is absolutely an outcome
5: i gotta be honest with everybody on this call i've maybe put in an honest three hours of work this week and we are having another record month we keep making more money and more money and more money yep it's very true
0: <laughs>
5: so what are the secrets? secrets how do some of the most successful entrepreneurs find the freedom that we all got into business for in the first place How did they find the time, energy, and resources to launch and scale strong? And how do entrepreneurs like us align our time, money, and energy in a way that will allow us to reach what we set out to achieve? These are the key questions, and this community will give you the answers. Welcome to the Prosperity Movement.
4: Let's get started, guys. I'm actually really excited because we're all we're all here. This is like the core team of of Prosperity You. We're missing just a couple people of the core team, but these are uh it's so fun to be able to connect and converse about topics that will actually make a difference in people's lives. And um today in particular, obviously this is a topic we all feel pretty strongly about and we'll we'll dive in. I've got kind of kind of a we'll call it a little list of of what specifically about this topic we'll be covering, but anyway, um, welcome. This is the Prosperity You podcast. Well, what what I want to talk about first, I'll tell like a quick little story and um, how and how this particular topic came to be. And and I'd be curious. I have a question for Brian too when I'm done with this little story. So basically, what it what happened was this in my entrepreneur journey. I was heavily involved in marketing in a variety of ways, right? Whether it was affiliate marketing. At the time, I was running an ad agency with partners that you guys don't know who they are. They were not great partners. And so I was running myself into the ground just from the grind. There's just so much work, so much. like We're talking 80 to 100 hours a week being spent into these ad campaigns and these different companies and these different clients that we had. And then lo and behold, I get this call or this message from a guy. His name is Ryan. And Ryan's like, hey, man, my cousin's looking for some help with marketing. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, all right, I can do another one. And so I met Brian. So Ryan is Brian's cousin, and this is how I met Brian. And the fun the fun little story here that intros, introduces the topic today is this. Brian and I, long story short, and I'm, I'll make this super short, we decided to partner, okay, and make our own ad agency. I went ahead and sold my shares to my previous agency, left the left the company. Um, that was more of a let me save myself mentally <laughs> kind of situation. And um, Brian and I started partnering. And what really, really caught my attention with Brian is this this topic that we're talking about today which is ultimately the four pillars of prosperity. Um, at the time, they were called the the four pillars of wealth, I believe. Was that right, Brian? Is that what you used to call them? Okay. And so... Yeah,
5: we, we went through a couple of things. It was like the four pillars of life and then the four pillars right. of wealth. And then, and then yeah, we had prosperity movement and then it evolved. So, yeah.
4: Yeah. But these, these four pillars are essentially a way to prioritize your life in the most effective way possible to get the end result you're truly looking for. See, a lot of people, they come to the prosperity movement and they're, they're, they think the result they're looking for is more money, but that's only a piece of the equation. If you think about why do you want more money? Well, now all of a sudden you're like, well, because I want to take as, many vacation, as much vacation time as I want. Okay, well, now we're not talking about money. We're talking about control of time. Oh, I want, to, I want more money to make more memories with my family. Okay, well, now we're talking about relationships. Oh, I want more money so I can afford healthier foods. Okay, well, now we're talking about health, right? So it's, it's interesting how people, they, they come in with this desired result of money, but the reality is there's this underlying desired result, which is the four pillars of prosperity. And they are time, health, relationships, then finances, in that order. Um, so my question to you, Brian first off, you taught me this right? and where did you learn it from <laughs> how did How did this come to be dude um
5: I genuinely have been like you know as as you know i'm I'm constantly soaking in the word, I'm constantly diving into biblical principles um we call them kingdom principles um not a religious man i'm very very relationship driven individual. Um, and and I say that because I know that there's lots of listeners at some point, whether they're on the call right now or, or, or later on when they're listening to this, that like, I don't want people to get that that dirty religion taste in their mouth when I start talking about this, because there's so many people that have <laughs> grown up in the church and felt like, uh, you know, condemned and felt like, Uh, just everything was based on shame and, and just, just all the, that's not the fruit of the spirit. That's not, that's not God. Okay. That's the other one. (laughs) You don't want to listen. I think it's important
2: to note here too, though. Like I've never heard anybody chime in and say, you know what, the things that they teach, the, the, those kingdom principles and stuff, those are just horrible morals. And stuff. like everyone agrees with them for the most part, yeah. at least if you're a decent human being, right? Yeah. Uh, and you're, I think your point here is that we, we stand by those, and we're not here to sit right. here and just preach the entire thing, but rather, to, to say that these are very valuable. That's that's the inspiration okay. it's, it's, that you
5: got. Right? It's wisdom. James talks about right. wisdom all the time. It's wisdom, okay? It's wisdom. These are kingdom principles. They, they, they derive from the book of Proverbs. They they derive from the book of Job. These are old Old Testament books. And uh, these these principles are based on wisdom. And when you soak in the book of Proverbs, and when you soak in the book of Job, you start to see a pattern. Okay, in the book of Job, it says, "I came into the world naked, and I'm leaving just as naked." We joke about how you, you, you know, you you might be able to bury yourself in a Lamborghini, but you can't take it with you where we're going, right? Like at the end of the day, we can make all the money we want in the world; we can't take it with us, but we can leave a legacy, right? We that's wisdom. In Proverbs three one, Travis brought this to my attention, and it's become like the basic hallmark of prosperity movement. My son, if you keep my commands, you will live a long and prosperous life. And that's just such a such such a key 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 component in proverb in the book of proverbs but then when you you take a look deeper it, it it talks about how we're how we're but a blade of grass you know like in, in the, but but a vapor in in time when you take a look at at, at at like what has transpired what's come up to this point and and what's to come like we we're we're not even a bump in the road, you're not even a pebble on the side of the street you know and so it's just incredibly powerful so, so now that's when you start to get a sense of the like the 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 value of time because it truly is your, your most valuable asset that you have right once it's spent you can't buy it back it truly is the most valuable thing that we have we, we don't and then you dive deeper into the scriptures and and then it talks about your body being a temple of the holy spirit it talks about how important it is for you to take care of your health because what's the reality if you don't have your health you don't have wealth if you don't have your health you don't have as much time your time dwindles as your health fades okay and then there's a the relationship man it's all over the old testament it's all over the 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 fulfillment of the law which is the new testament and that is relationships are so incredibly valuable. like you get to your deathbed what are you thinking about are you thinking about the money in the bank are you thinking about the people you love or the people who you didn't love enough,
0: right? Well, I'm thinking, I hope the people I love can access the money in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> and that's wisdom. That's wisdom. Yep. yep. But that's also out of love, right? So that's yeah. that's important, right? Yeah. Now, if all we do is seek money, seek money, seek money, seek money, seek money, and we don't spend time and invest into those relationships, you can have all the money in the world and your relationships can be completely dead. And so this is, this is why it's so important that, that we really prioritize our time based on the, the first pillar being our time, our health, our relationships. And then, yes, wealth, prosperity. Yes, cash flow. Those are important things. You can't be generous without it. You can't have a church without it. You can't. You, can't you, know, like you need money as a part of the equation of being able to provide for the people that you care about and to be able to take care of yourself. So just be real.
2: I love that.
4: So that's where it all comes from. I love that. So the first pillar, the first priority is time. And time is an interesting topic to me because it's, I always think about like you got financial advisors out there, you know? So people are like, oh man, I, I need a financial advisor, someone that can help me with life insurance and, mutual funds and investments and retirement and whatever other thing that, that financial advisors plan. And those financial advisors, if you get a good one, they can be kind of pricey. And yet you don't see a whole lot of time management advisors. And it's just it's just an interesting <laughs> it's an interesting view of value, right? With with society. Um, for me, I think because time is so valuable and, and we we have that perspective, it should totally be flipped the other way around. A time, a, a time manager, if you will, should definitely get paid more than a financial advisor. Um, if, it, if we're looking
2: at the value of money versus the value of time. Do you think that somebody who manages their time better or somebody who manages their finances better will make more income? Um, their time, and there's a few reasons why because
4: okay we'll even go back to the example of when i was with my first marketing agency okay sure. my time i had none of my own time my time was constantly being spent into my skill set of marketing which in a way made me more money right so my time was only focused in in one spot which was to make more money but if if my time instead was managed properly and all of a sudden, I was also taking care of myself, which I was not doing. And I was, I was building relationships. All of a sudden, now I would start to feel joy and fulfillment. And all of a sudden, those tasks that were taking me 12-hour days, I could probably get done in six hours because all of a sudden, I'm, I'm in a better place. So time management, for sure, can end up making you more money, 100%. What about uh, what about I think you? it can
5: make it can make you more money. But if you're like, here's the thing, if you get really good at managing your time, the chances of you being able to manage anything else are, are, are really good. Like it, it literally says in the book of one Timothy three uh, that if, if you manage your household well, you'll be able to manage everything else. OK, mm. so like if you manage your time, well, the chances of you being able to manage your money and everything else you start to become more efficient. You start to become more more effective, and now you start to become more impactful. Thus, now income becomes something that that, that that's not hard. It becomes simple. Yeah. You know, like I, no, I, I don't, don't even I don't even know how it's happening here. I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say, Charlie. I don't know how it's happening here, but genuinely, I remember. The beginning, when we were first starting there, Zach, and even before that, like I was putting in, like I had just lost my dream job in 2017, high level here. And I like moved in with my mother-in-law, with my my wife and my firstborn son. And that sucked. Okay. Genuinely, super sucked. Um, don't wish that upon anyone. <laughs> I, I love my mother-in-law. She's she. she thank you for, for the help. But that sucked. Okay. There's a reason why the Bible says leave and cleave. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely it was incredibly emasculating it was the most, the most emasculating thing i've ever experienced in my life but i was working a i couldn't get full-time hours but it was almost full-time hours because most most places they don't do that so i'm working as a teacher's aide but then i'm also studying segregated funds mutual funds and i was it was learning about the rule of 72 and, and actually becoming a financial advisor so i was putting in 16 to 20 hour days 16 to 20 hour days into new skill sets and honing in on this and now here we are that was 2017 we're we're what do we how many years later six years six Six years later and i gotta be honest with everybody on this call i've maybe put in an honest three hours of work this week and we were having another record month we keep making more money and more money (laughs) and more money it's very true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, I, I, is, I
2: don't feel so bad now because i i took off a lot more time than you did <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that's not say. to overlook the the 15 18 hour days that we did pull before yeah. coming here and or, right, it's still from time to time pulling as well you know yeah. um but i, I think that the idea of the question that i had just asked like you know someone who manages their time versus someone who manages their money, who, who do you, who, if you, if you can make one of them really, really good skills, which one would you choose is kind of the concept, right? And you said, well, manage your time. And here's here's a prime example of why that really correlates to more money rather than anyone can manage their money. Uh, and generally people who are focused on the money itself are not looking big picture. Okay. Like uh, the average millionaire has the last time I checked, seven streams of income okay but to be able to do that you've got to manage your time first to be able to get to those seven right and so anyone who's sitting there focused on just money 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 they're usually focused on the wrong things and so uh, i was in car sales uh, for whoever's listening sorry I, I know i was one of those guys that sl- slick back <laughs> hair <laughs> i was honest though okay um but the 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 concept there was i was working that my first job was Five, usually six days a week, but it was bell to bell. We, we opened up at eight in the morning. We didn't close till eight or nine o'clock, depending on if we had customers, right? Uh, and so I, I had absolutely no time to do anything else because by the time I was done, I got to go home, take care of the house, take care of the children, right? Like the, those kinds of things. And then you're left with, you know, a few hours to go to sleep and then you rinse and repeat right? You do that every single day over and over and over again. And that was a terrible management of time, but a really good income in most people's consideration. Uh, And then I finally, I'm going to skip a lot of the story. Okay. But I quit my job with car sales in order, and I had a little bit of a savings saved up, right? So I could pay for my bills for a few months. uh, So I could actually manage the time better and find new skills, new interests, new streams of income, right? And then lo and behold, that's when I got together with Zach and Brian and my life changed, right? <laughs> uh, and so that's that's the idea is when you have, when you, not only when you have time, but when you manage it properly, you're able to start building out your own empire for your own legacy, however large or small that may be. Uh, but certainly the dreaded J-O-B is not the way in which you manage your time the most efficiently for the best outcome, uh, in almost every situation. So
4: have you, have you guys, uh, has anyone here ever heard of Parkinson's law? Just his no, disease. <laughs> Just yeah. the disease. Okay. Park- yeah. Parkinson's okay. law. You can actually find this, uh, in the book, a happy pocket full of money. It, uh, it's also, it dives into it a lot in the book, the values factor, which is one I haven't talked about, I think ever. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that one. It's really good. Anyway, <laughs> um, Parkinson's law is really simple. It's it's basically where the allotted time that you give a task, the task will take that amount of time, right? This is a generally speaking thing. So if I if I sit down and I say, you know what? I'm going to write an email, okay? Because this is one of my tasks that I do every week. And I sit down and I'm like, this email is going to take me an hour and a half. Guess what? It's going to take me an hour and a half. It's funny because this week I decided I'm going to implement Parkinson's law. And I'm going to say this email is going to take me an hour. Funny enough, I got it done in an hour.
2: Okay, so. Next week's half an hour. Do you, <laughs> do, you, do you think that this is where procrastination comes into play? Like if we like back in school, right? Yes. Hey, you have two weeks to do this project. Well, it took you two weeks because you mm. didn't do anything for yeah. a week and a half. That's right?
4: exactly right. Yes. So, so okay. Parkinson's law is utilizing whatever chemicals happen in the brain when you procrastinate to last minute. It's you, it's utilizing that kind of to your advantage.
5: Yeah. I, uh, what's, what's that when you go against the grain? I re- I rebel against my calendar a lot of the time too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I had like, it's a discipline thing. You got to sharpen it, right? Like, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, it's funny as, as, especially once, once you start, Like this is, we were talking about this the other day, but like, yeah, hunger and that like thirst and that hunger and that drive that you had in the beginning when like you were, you had to, you had to fight to make ends meet. Yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. I never, I never want to lose that. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I I know that it's, if I'm not careful, it can very easily slip away right now. And I think that's a dangerous place to go. That's a Mm. dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place. That's called entitlement.
2: Complacency.
5: Complacency.
2: Yeah, we we didn't play differently.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Complacency, (laughs) Um, entitlement. They kind of fall. They kind of fall into the same category, right? Yeah.
2: Kind of reminds me when I when I took my when I well, well, I got married recently for everyone who didn't know Um, small round of applause. And then uh, I took uh, Brian and Zach forced me to take a week off (laughs) as well to to really acclimate with my new family and and spend time with them because they're from out of country. And so we were all together for the week after the the wedding. It was really awesome. Um, But I found myself like yearning to be back at work and but that's when you look at time health relationships and finances where where should my time be spent is the idea right and we decided that was going to be spent on relationships for a while but I, I'm telling you what I like you're talking about you don't want to lose that drive I really 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 wanted to get back to work and start doing things and it's because this is not so much a like a I'm not working, but I'm, I'm doing something productive. There's a difference, right? There's providing value and impact and stuff and continuing to build that out. Uh, it's just, I, I can't explain it. It was the weirdest thing because from one side of the equation in your heart, you're like, oh, man, I don't like all these things that I have to do at work. Like there's some monotonous things and some you know um, things that take a lot of time and concentration that I don't like to do, but it's still part of the equations. So and on, on the other side, I'm like, man, I need a vacation from my vacation, you know, (laughs) like I need to get back to work, kind of thing. It's really hard to describe for anybody who's not experienced that feeling. Uh, But can anyone else here talk about whenever you've Uh, left and stopped providing with Prosperity Movement because that's what we're doing now, right? And just felt like this disconnect from your own purpose and fulfillment.
1: Uh,
5: Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Janelle. You go first.
1: When I, I don't. Sometimes I get a little hung up when i don't feel like i'm doing enough to help the students like i'm not providing enough but what keeps me going is honestly like the fact that this purpose is so much bigger than me it's not just doing tasks to get paid i don't get paid hourly um you know like i just don't and So when I put in my time, I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm going to make this much if I do this much work. And as we're getting more and more students like you guys are like, oh, yeah, like I only worked three hours this week. My calendar's filling up so much right now with all our new students that I ended up having three calls back to back on Tuesday that I wasn't expecting and had to update my Zoom (laughs) because it wouldn't (laughs) let me it wouldn't let me do that. But I'm able to keep my work time for the most part to the first half of the day, because I'm still a single mom. I'm still a homeschooling mom. I got houses to look after I'm dog sitting, you know, I can't, I cannot sit in an office for eight hours a day and work, but you guys have helped me so much with time management. It's still not my number one skill set. but yeah, having that bigger purpose, it makes the time factor not really matter because you want to do these things because you know that it's like helping yeah. other people get what they
0: want so yeah, From a yeah different what... perspective i find the lazier i get the better i get with my time management <laughs> <laughs> it was an epiphany for me way, way way back when i i still had a job i owned the company but i still worked there and the epiphany for me was i uh i normally used to take my laptop to work when i wanted to buy something i'll take the laptop in the office i'll make the money i'll buy the something whatever it was and then this one day, I took the laptop and there wasn't anything particular I was looking for. But in 15 minutes, I made the equivalent of a week's wages that I would have earned in the job. And then I sat back and I thought, what am I doing here? Working here is costing me money. It's costing me money and time. I could be doing other things in the 40, 50, 60 hours a week I'm stuck here. And and I think I've, I've been trying to give back since to people along the way. You know, people knocking on my door. Does the lad who trades live here? And I've tried to guide them. My, um, my efforts a lot go to helping other people to manage their time. That's where the TODs come in. We talk about TODs. And we're adding a, a new session to specifically cover two high-value TODs in the week. And we're going to do that in August there. And I'm looking forward to that. I think that will help people as well. The more we show, because I'm a show me, tell me, let me yeah. learn it. You show me something, you tell me about it, and you let me have a go. And I firmly believe that that's the best way to teach anyway. So I show them, I tell them, and then in the sessions, they're getting to be shown, told that, that you know, they can do it then. And hopefully that will help others to be as lazy as I, I am, terribly lazy. It is, it's not a good thing. I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but, you know, it is what it is.
5: But what you're saying though, there, James, it's actually like uh, that. That is a, a prime example of one of the questions I always like to ask people. Like in, in a, it, it, The reason why you hear that, you know, I'm not as active in the last few weeks is we just hired a sales team. So we've got access to about 150 sales reps. Travis and I have been doing the calls for people that come through. We've been averaging 100 to 200 people, actually probably closer to 400 people now a week that come through Facebook advertising, uh, that leads to a calendar. And and so we Travis and I have been doing a week on, week off. And so that that takes up that that was taking up a lot of our time. So now that's off our plate. Now we're going off to build some new divisions. We're just kind of getting our bearings back. But this is this is why that time got lifted. But one of the big questions I always like to ask people on those calls is let's say you hit your goals, your financial goals. What are you doing? What are you doing with your time? What what what's the ideal scenario for you? Listen to what James just said. The guy makes his yeah. yearly salary every six to eight weeks, his old yearly salary.
0: Every six like to I eight made weeks. this morning on the on the lob, you know the Dax Lob we did this morning. Yeah. I made what would have been two weeks salary then. And that's the only trade I took this morning. That was it. Then I went back inside the house and I sat on the sofa with Stacy. She's learning to crochet. She's my little girl for anyone who doesn't know. She's learning to crochet. So she shows me this stitch and she's busy crocheting away. And I sat with her and I hugged her and I made her breakfast. And uh, and yeah, that's quality time. It might be yeah. a waste of time for, for some. But, you know, as an older dad, that you can't get that back. You can't replace that. She'll oh. remember that when she's oh, yeah. old and hopefully she'll pick me a nice retirement home or something, you know. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> um, but it really is quality and I never had that with me the other children. I didn't have that level of um, invested time where, right. you know, yeah, okay, on a weekend there's pictures of me on, a, on my knees with a plastic bucket and spade and a wheelbarrow and a wheel when we're scooping up leaves and stuff and playing. But it was, you know, a day on a weekend, not every day right yeah right right, right. You know, it, it's a nice use of me time i waste it with lots of other stuff as well with toys and hobbies and things like that and But that's um, why our
5: mantra is do more of the things you love with the people you love most and you're encompassing it
0: yeah right? exactly yeah, yeah.
5: But now the other thing that you said that you do is you help people to duplicate what you've done in your life. And you, yeah, yeah. you can tell it, you, you just exude it. You, it oozes out of you. you like, you're a servant leader. You just love to serve it. That's your fulfillment. That's your purpose. Like I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine just coming out of bed after clicking buttons for, you know, an hour a day and making all that money and, and not helping people like, no, I, I can't I would, imagine yeah. that. Yeah.
0: I, well, I used to also another I point for... I, I volunteered for um, animal rescue shelters and places like that, you know, um, and they, you, you sort of get into the feel of helping, and that got me into it a lot, anyway. And oh. yeah, and then I, it was sort of demanded of me. then as I say, people knocking on me door, literally knocking on me door. There's a lad who trains <laughs> live here.
5: What for? That's awesome.
4: Travis, go ahead. Travis, yeah.
2: There's a couple of things that are crossing my mind right now. Um, one is there's a a meeting that we have every single week i think we changed the time recently but it gets to a certain time and james was like well i gotta go i gotta go say goodnight to my daughter and (laughs) you Mm. know and everyone's like cool all right we'll see you later and and if if i don't read the story it's the end
0: of the world you know that's a quality thing we sit up on my bed and we read a story Yeah. Um, And that's something that is taking the poor pillars of prosperity into consideration
2: and is able to happen based off of management of time and resources, which creates more income and more opportunity for you to have more of the time claimed for whatever you want. And then all of the guys and and gals too, right? All of us um, are totally fine with that. And every single time that I've seen Anybody say, you know what? I need to do this with my family. I need to do this because I'm moving. I need to I, I want to do this because I just want to. And where everyone's like, that's cool. And I, and I think it's important that I love to tell people is that the power of community is so often overlooked. That when you are in a a, a rock solid community, that's another way to leverage your time and, and efficiency. Right. There are so many different cultures, specifically outside of the North American cultures that we have that people come together. You're not like my, my wife's family, their children are not expected to move out. When they turn 18, you move out when you get on your feet and get married, right? and there's other cultures like um the, the jewish cultures that that have uh, this sense of community too that when one of them wins and makes money everybody does too and they have like this kind of melting pot that that happens right and so the idea of when you come when you come into like prosperity movement for example we focus on the community aspect because that is literally the backbone that builds out the ability to expand your time and resources and stuff together and there's just one quick thing I want to say that I remember, like, you know, the story that your dad or your mom teaches you when you're growing up. And one was when I went camping and my dad uh, had these little sticks that you found on the ground, like the campfire, right? The Little ones. He goes, and it, for me and my two brothers, he goes, break these. And we're all like, you know, little kids. We break them like, yeah, dad, look how strong I am. He goes, that, yeah, that stick represents you. Now let's pick up mommy and daddy and your sisters and your brothers and your aunts, uncles and your aunts and everybody. And you put them all together. See, now break that. And we are like, we couldn't break it. And he goes, that is your family. Mm. That is your relationships, right? Mm. And then that's true. And that, the, though, that's why the four pillars are time, health, relationships, and finances. They all come together and mm. interconnect in a very amazing way but you have to identify them for what they are and that there's only one truth right and so when you have a strong built community i promise that opens up your time availability and your structure mm. and your finances and your ability to be healthier and mm. all of this right you you're you're a, 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 an outcome from the people you associate with the most and if you have a bunch of toxic people in your life do you really think that's going to be able to help you with your time yeah. or help you with your health or relationships or money of all oh, nice. things right we keep talking about that one last because i i genuinely believe money is an outcome it yes. is it is it is that and that's all it is right do you want to manage your outcome right or do you want right. to manage your present and when you manage your present then your outcome is better
4: <laughs> See?
5: Mm. and
2: yeah. so like yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah and that dude like you're, you're nailing it so much so much so much just nailing it on the head and it just reminds me of again our presentation like talk about the community and the values surrounding this community. Uh in the presentation you you've got the spot where it says what do you think all of this is worth? And I always redirect it. It's one of my favorite questions is like do you believe we've been conditioned for compla- complacency and compliance? And most people are going to say yes. It's very 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 seldom that I've ever heard anybody actually challenge that question. It's mostly yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's dive deeper into that because most people that are coming to the prosperity movement, you're feeling like you have a ceiling. Okay. The society has built a ceiling for us. And if you've ever heard of Steve Harvey, I love that guy. He's got amazing inspirational messages, but he tells a story about a cricket and a cricket has a three meter vertical, but you put it in a jar with a lid and it'll bounce to the lid. Hey,
2: please.
4: please?
2: Yeah. Please.
5: Please. Is it a flea? Yeah. Okay. Flea cricket, whatever the thing is, grasshopper (laughs) three meter thing. It's got a three-meter vertical, and so it hit, like, it'll it jump to the lid a few times, but after a while, it won't even jump to the lid. That's what we have in society right now because we've been conditioned for this idea. Oh, and by the way, you're born with what a birth certificate. It has your name on it, but your name means nothing to the government. It's got a number. You're a number to the government, and now you get thrown into a system, kind of being herded like cattle. Let's condition you for this idea of this nine-to-five exchange of your time. You have to exchange that. Right. You have to work hard to make little work hard to to make that. Right. And then we're going to condition you for this idea that you should go to school and go into debt. To maybe graduate, to maybe get a job, to maybe pay off that debt for the next 10 to 20 years and feed who? Society that <laughs> okay. Okay, you might make a few extra bucks, but you're going to be paying that off for years. Meanwhile, only 23% of those who actually go to college and university apply it in the marketplace. That's a crazy thought. And my brother is a, like a prime example of that. Goes to school to become a computer engineer, spends hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it, graduates, then ends up at a Safeway grocery store on a Safeway salary. Then goes back to school to become a, a CPA. He graduated, he's got a job now, guys. Okay. But now we're almost 20 years into school, (laughs) (laughs) definitely over a decade where the school and and he's still in debt like crazy. And he's going to be for a long time. But Mm. yet we learned about Einstein in school. And what did he say about compound interest?
4: He who who knows it, earns it. He who doesn't pays it.
5: Oh, and and, and what do you think the percentages of how many people are paying compound interest against them instead of for themselves? I think it's in the 90%. Easily. I don't even know the exact number. I, I think that's something Easily. I want to research. But most, yeah. I believe it's probably close to, to 98% because I think most of the wealth in the world is in the top two, right? Yeah. So if we look at that, how many people in the world right now? Oh, oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Who is it? The, the inflation averages about 4% a year, okay? averages 4% a year. The last few years since COVID, about 10 Okay, here's where it gets juicy. Go to a bank, ask them about a tax-free savings account. On average, it's going to be 1% to 3%. So that's below the average. Inflation. Inflation. But hold on. Let us give you a credit card. (laughs) 19 to 20-some-odd percent APR going against you. Hold on. Let us give you a line of credit. Do the same thing there. Mm. Hold on. You want to get a house? We've got interest for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> exactly. Right. Going everything you're describing you. is the american dream yeah. that, like yeah. you, you need the house and the car and the white picket fence and the, the family and stuff and and cool. say family loosely there but like when, when you do all of this too fast too soon without the actual proper spread of your time and resources then it's all i i think designed we might that's a strong word but it's all designed to keep you in a position where you can't excel and get into the higher positions of the four pillars of prosperity right now um, moving to and, relationships and, but back to you're talking about oh, with college okay. you're you yep. talking about college and stuff how, how many members do we have right now that are doctors and lawyers and dentists and all that? Like, <laughs> know. oh yeah in how many
5: one week in one week i signed up a lawyer a doctor a nurse a dentist dentist. and yeah i think the list went on but it was like yeah and we've got more and more coming through it's it's incredible not, not
2: everybody that we talk to in this demographic right of graduated from college went and got a higher level position are wanting to leave their jobs a lot of them are actually just wanting to be able to facilitate a higher level of income and then be able to manage their time with the job more because they feel that they're tied and have to be there all the time in order to make ends meet and live the lifestyle that they want and if they can find another stream of income right then they'll be able to go still serve in the way that they want to but on their own schedule rather than mm. the schedule dictated by bad finances right mm. and so it's important to know that not everybody coming through had made like bad decisions because they went to college that's not what we're advocating we're right. advocating though is that for the vast majority of people who do it go to college that is through the lens of the the conditioning that we should okay and at least 75 percent. so three out of four people that go to college never never apply their degree they just went because they thought they should okay and then the ones that do go apply their degree a large percentage of them are not getting the jobs high enough for them they are a lot of them are coming to us to to help and then the even fewer Most are happy. happy with the outcome but they want more more income right and so it's, it's a very very small number but it, I, I like to be fully encompassing of all these like little things. Right. So um,
5: what are the consequences now of this complacent behavior over time? And what does it do also from a finance standpoint to relationships? What do we, what do we see in society right now? Very, very high level.
2: Um, we talking about like addictions, depressions and all
5: kinds of those suicide things suicide rate, mean,
2: divorce rates all and, and
5: divorce rates. Bingo. And all of the things and and then some. We what do you got? 50% divorce rate on average right now. Yeah. And anybody who tries to with your first an marriage and, uh, and then, yeah, then the
2: second yeah. one goes up to like 80% likely. <laughs> right? It's crazy. It's crazy. Right?
5: right? And and so like the, the, it's so a lot of that they say a big percentage of that has to do with income. It has a lot. I would say there's a big component of communication. Nobody taught us how to communicate properly.
4: Yeah, I would say even communication surrounding income, right? I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. So I who's just, te- who's teaching all these things?
1: <laughs> we are uh,
4: the school system. Darn school systems curriculum.
2: They teach you to sit down, shut up, turn in your grades, and. Climb a tree, even if you're a fish kind of thing. And right? failure they, they teach you is a bad
5: thing. They teach you failure is a bad thing. Whereas over here, we're going to teach you fail up. Oof. Let's
4: go. Fail Love as it. much as
5: you can, as fast Actually, as you can, so you can learn from it
4: and then make adjustments. I want to I highlight a couple of things you guys have said that kind of come back to the time management um, side. So one is when Janelle was kind of expressing her experience where now she's not looking at her I guess you can say daily tasks or whatever it is as like, how much time am I investing and how much money am I going to get paid for the, this hour or for that hour. And she's finally learning like to separate that. So I, I actually, when I was in, I went to college for two weeks and then dropped out. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. So my, my first, I took a, a writing course. I've always been interested in writing and it was a creative writing thing and they they wanted after one week they wanted to they wanted me to write an essay well the whole class of course not just me but to write an essay about challenging a norm and i challenged the hourly wage and i got a bad grade because the teacher could not grasp it like i'm not even joking there was no problem with my persuasive essay the, the problem was he's like, I don't see how this could possibly work because my my paper was all about abolishing the hourly wage and having everything based on results. Mm-hmm. And I showed an example of teachers, how grades reflect that. And if if somebody's not getting it, you got to figure out a different way to teach it. Right. That's you always,
3: why you got a bad grade, man. That's why yeah.
4: <laughs> the crap Rally's out of so you I don't mess with the matrix I, on that. Yeah. Level, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: like, okay, Obviously I'm on a different
4: level, but, but Janelle, it's cool that you're, you're seeing that because if you think about like an hourly wage, it's such a lose, lose. So it's a, it's a loss for you as the employee because it encourages you not to be as efficient as possible. I will tell you what, this week when I did an, an hour and a half email in one hour, you have an idea how good I felt for that. Like, that was amazing. Yeah. Right. But at work, no, 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 you better not do that because then you're going to be required to do more work because it's based on time. And, and if heaven forbid, you don't get the overtime this week because you were efficient. Well, shoot, now I'm not making as much money. It's called
1: Where's
5: the, the eagerness for excellence? Where is the eagerness right. for excellence? Like
1: there isn't, uh, I had this conversation with a really good friend actually. Um, so I worked in healthcare for a decade uh before I had my kids, very much conditioned for complacency. It was a union job. And I started there, I was making $18 an hour. I had no benefits when I first started. So I was working in healthcare with no benefits. Uh, I was sick all the time. And my wage went up. Like I was at the time when I quit, I was making good money, like based on what I thought was good money at the time. And my friend is still working there and she's worked her way up. She has a very high level job, um, but she's no longer union and she hasn't had a wage increase in I think four years. Mm -hmm. And she worked in healthcare during the last three years which we all can imagine was an absolute shitstorm. But the good thing that came out of it is she now works from home. And we talked about this because when I worked at the hospital, nothing pissed me off more than having to be there for 12 hours when I could complete all of my tasks in three. Mm. And when you work from home, like I was in the beginning when I started doing this, I felt guilty because I was like, well, I'm not putting in like six hours a day. But then I realized I can be really super efficient between the hours of 6am and 9am. And I can get most of my like stuff, my tasks in a day done in that period of time, I have a few client calls or and are not patients either student student <laughs> calls um cold. later in the day, I have meetings, but I don't spend all day either trying to make busy work. Mm. Or like trying to fill the hours to prove to somebody that I'm being useful. I just do my job, and then Zach measures the stats and tells me how I'm doing. Brian
5: Tracy calls that eating the big frog
2: first. Nice, yes. Eat the big
4: big
1: frog.
2: Go ahead, go ahead, Travis. Can I can I I throw Brian under the bus a little bit? Oh boy. (laughs) It's nothing. It's nothing bad, of course. Uh, But talking about. Complacency and compliance. Not so much complacency is, is a problem with Brian, but but compliance, um, or uh, how do you say this? Conditioning. I'm sorry, that's the word I was looking for. Being being conditioned. Brian, I remember whenever Prosperity Movement started being a lot more effective and efficient, as far as you and I being able to manage our time and to, to for you feeling really bad and guilty Whoa, for God. not being busy the entire time. Yeah, we can talk time. about this. And we can like, talk about this. Yeah. yeah you you opened yeah. up the opportunity oh. where your 12 hour like janelle was talking about i can do it in three and you did you did it in three hours i or did whatever but the then i was going are. stir
5: crazy i didn't know what to do with myself and i was calling you guys almost crying half the time because i'm
2: like <laughs> what do i do i feel so guilty something. i don't
5: even know what to do oh. with myself guy dude go for a walk <laughs> go, go outside get some sun go, go to, go to kiss the your children. go get some t- 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 enjoy it I was like, this those is seasons
1: happen too, right? The season of being busy 12 hours a day happens. The season of staying like home on a Friday night and working on a project because I know it's going to benefit the students happen, but it doesn't have to be like the norm. But I still get that too, Brian. I'll feel like sometimes I'm so feel so guilty because I'm like, oh, I didn't do my reviews th- this morning, you know, like then I remember Zach took a full week and two reminders to do my <laughs> First review.
4: So, got I gotta um I gotta share with you my latest epiphany, and I'm gonna put Aaron on the spot too a little bit. So, so Aaron on the
2: call. throwing <laughs> each other under the bus. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Who's next? No, I'm
4: just kidding. All right. So, um, Aaron's one of our newest team members. Um, he runs an ad agency, which I've I've run too. <laughs> so him and I, we we've been friends for about four or five years, and um, We've always talked about the, the, fun, the funds of running an ad agency, right? Because there's some challenges mm-hmm. with it. And one of those challenges is the amount of time that you have to spend on those campaigns and on tweaking and testing and this and that. And so my latest epiphany. So, so first off, Brian's question to people is really, really good. Once you have time freedom, what are you going to do with it? That's such a really good question, because otherwise you'll go stir crazy like Brian was. Right. So so Aaron, I'm asking you once (laughs) because soon within the next couple of months, Aaron is going to be firing all of his clients and be exclusive with us. What are you going to do with your extra time?
3: You know, I don't know. I might go through what Brian went through a little bit, uh, because, you know, there's some powerful uh, you get you get used to a way of life. For long enough, and I think it just gets ingrained in you. Like neural pathways get like you know etched out in your brain and your body and stuff. So, um, but probably you know the amount of time that that I spend, and not just like um, <laughs> premature retirement syndrome, uh, not just the <laughs> amount of time, but no, like, you're brilliant. yeah, <laughs> but like the it, it's high stress time. So like your stress is always high. Cortisol is like always pumping through your veins. It's it's like very unhealthy uh, chronic stuff going on. Um, But and and Zach, you've helped me a lot through some of the some of the conversations that we've had too. Um, But one thing one thing I recently I was listening to a pastor talking and and she was like she was talking about how her she didn't have time. It's like God. I don't even know how you expect me to function or survive on this schedule. Like this is impossible. And and God spoke back to her heart, and He was like, "Well, you're the one who makes your schedule, not me, right?" (laughs) And so,
5: (laughs) the gift of decision.
3: Yeah, (laughs) the gift of decision. (laughs) And so, a lot of time, and I took that was like an arrow in the in the chest for me, right? Because I'm like, you know, we have a lot more. It it feels like we get stuck. It feels like we're forced into situations in life a lot of times. But I think we have a lot more decision and influence in the process than we give ourselves credit for, than, than we even realize, right? And the responsibility ultimately falls to us. And sometimes that that sometimes that means making hard decisions. Sometimes that means saying no to people who. You don't yeah. want to disappoint, right?
4: But or, or even later, not now, even, later.
3: Exactly, exactly, right.
5: So or making decisions like Zach did, because I told him not to sell his shares. He was making way more money over there. He gave up income. He gave up things to to free himself. Some of those things that we're holding on to the cars, the boats, and the the trucks, the the things we're holding on to might be weighing you down. I'm not telling you to go sell all your stuff to come become a prosperity you member, but what I am saying is you got to really do checks and balances on what is genuinely holding you back from what you truly desire.
2: Desire
5: is in the Latin is of desire of sire, the father. Which one? are you serving
2: yeah yeah that reminds me a lot too aaron what you're talking about uh, along the lines of you know people uh, overestimate what they can do in a year and significantly underestimate what they can do in two to five years right and the idea of, of positioning your like her whoever you were talking about having so much to do every single day but you're you're in charge of your own schedule well, maybe your timelines that you're setting for yourself are a little bit unrealistic for what you yeah. you can actually do you know we tell people this all the time go as fast as you can but never faster mm-hmm. go as fast as you can or as slow as you need to There's two ways to look at it right the glass glass is half full or half empty either way you have the same amount of water right so go as fast yeah. as you can but as slow as you need to um, and this is this is you know when I when I quit and Zach, same thing with you like you quit and you, you turn your shoulder shares got rid of that. I, I left my job, and then I got offered almost immediately based on my performance. They, I got a call, and they were like, "Hey, we're going to guarantee you twenty thousand plus a month based on on performance, with a cap or minimum of twenty grand." And I turned that down to come uh, eat dog food with Brian and Zach for a while. <laughs> yeah, <in> the <laughs> you know? they are not making twenty k. <laughs> You were no, like, certainly not 20K, but we I'm, I'm joking with dog food. We all got by just fine. We're very happy. But uh, working and, and grinding and doing those 15, 18 hours uh, often constant every single day, every single week uh, to build out and get to a point where then we were kind of comfortable. And then from there and growing and growing and growing. And yeah. that was, you know, we're talking about years in the process of getting this all finalized. Um, and we're still growing, but we're still pushing out into two, three, four, five year increments. Like we're not looking just everything that we can do today. And so when we're looking at, we we break down our time. We, we do this uh, very methodically. We break down our time. What are we doing this quarter? Okay, if we're doing it this quarter, what can we do in these months? In these months, what weeks should I be doing this? And each day on those weeks, we break it down. And sometimes that means, well, we have a whole week to do five hours worth of work. And then the yep. next week it's like, "Well, we have a whole week to do two weeks' worth of work. How you know <laughs> how are we going to manage our time to be able to get it done?" And it's not always this is this static schedule, but rather looking big picture, but that's also what we teach inside of the the prosperity movement itself is that we we need to look big picture, okay? Money is an outcome, but the percentages are what we're looking to make. Can, or pips pips and percentages right and yeah. if you can look long term and focus on the task at hand then the money comes it comes just follow the rules and the same thing in life some of those rules that we have that we know work are to break up your life into time health relationships and finances and then to organize everything around those four pillars like this is all coming full circle at this point almost perfect timing too
5: honing uh, in on our plays And KPIs, revenue-producing activities, key performance indicators. It's actually measured, gets managed. It's
4: it's kind of funny. Janelle and I were just on a call. We're talking a little bit about our kids doing chores. And to give you a little insight into my brain, my kids get a spreadsheet (laughs) every day with a list of chores. But here's the fun part. Okay, it's not like, you know, pick up the stuff in the living room. It's not like that. It's like, find all garbage, throw it in the trash. Find all recycling, throw it in the recycling bin. Find everything that goes in your room, put it in your room. Find everything that goes in dad's office, put it in his office, right? So it's like step by step. Um, but that's that's a process. It's a management. It's, it's things like that that you can do to actually maximize your time. So now I don't even have to like check their chores. They give me their spreadsheet with all the check boxes on it. I'm like, okay, I know they did it. <laughs> And they're not lying to me. I know that. Anyway, one last point before we tie up here. Going back to stir craziness, because I think this is very relatable. Most of the people that come into our community are very hard workers, right? Just, just like all of us here on this panel are. Um, Except for James, he's lazy. Except, just kidding. Except for <laughs> James. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but but that brings like up, that off a long time ago. <laughs>
4: that brings up a point, though, is that there is a difference between being lazy and being bored. Okay. And so James is lazy, meaning he doesn't work a lot, but he's not bored. He's shooting guns, he's he's going on vacations, he's having a good life. Okay. So this is why that question that Brian asks people and that I asked Aaron is so important. What are you going to do with your new time freedom? Because boredom honestly is equivalent to unhappiness. Because mm-hmm. if we if we look, okay, I'm not going to go into the difference between happiness and joy, but happiness is a very temporary thing. And if I could find a perfect synonym it's a for happiness,
5: happening. Happiness happens to you. Right. Joy is a choice.
4: The other thing about happiness, though, is that the synonym to it would be excitement. Okay, because you're seeking excitement, exciting things to do. That's mm. that's kind of what happiness is. So, what's mm. the opposite of excitement? Boredom. So, boredom <laughs> is a parallel to unhappiness, it's a little box, if you can imagine. So, so that's why boredom is very detrimental. If if you're feeling bored, you will start to mess things up with your four pillars of prosperity. Okay, so you need to have a plan, whether that's hobbies. Whether that's house projects, whether it's a new skill set you've always wanted to learn, like playing music or something like that, have a plan. Talk to your spouse about it. Talk to your kids about it. What are we going to do? Right. Start to dream a little bit, because that's gonna that's gonna save you a lot of that uh, that stress that Brian was feeling <laughs> when when it happened to him. So, um, and we've all felt that too. Like it's it's a really big deal. So, but the four pillars of prosperity, guys. That's all you have to do. Time, health, relationships, finances. If you prioritize in that way, specifically with the first three, four is an outcome, as Travis said. I thought that was great. Four is absolutely an outcome.
5: And so for those that want to dive into the community, you want to learn how you can earn more, how you can drive more impact and income, how you can take control of your time, get a better sense of a healthy focus with your time uh have more impactful relationships and drive more impact and income you can actually i'm gonna put it in the uh, chat here uh for those that are on this call that haven't had this call before uh we'll put it on facebook and then of course if you are listening to this on the podcast it is simply go dot prosperity movement dot online forward slash prosperity team that's go dot prosperity movement dot online forward slash prosperity team. And we look forward to connecting with you very soon.